welcome to your Soul Biz Podcast, the place to be if you want to create a business and life you love. Tune in for uplifting content and interviews with inspiring women who are already living their purpose and turn their passion into a business they love. And learn how you can do it too. This show is your weekly dose of inspiration, insights and motivation, as well as honest talks and shares about the journey as a female entrepreneur. My name is Michelle Pine and I'm your host. I'm a holistic life and purpose coach, multi-passionate, lifelong learner and entrepreneur. I'm so happy that you're here. Ride along on this exciting journey with me. Love, Michelle. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm very happy to welcome this very inspirational woman. She is author and mindset coach for highly sensitive, multi-passionate women, And as a multi-passionate woman herself, she's also a lecturer and podcast host of the very popular and growing German podcast, Hochsensibel und Stark, Highly Sensitive and Strong. And most importantly, she is also my friend. I met her two years ago when we did our coaching training certification together. And yeah, we're very different, but it clicked right away. <laughs> so I'm very happy to welcome today, Jacqueline Knopp. Yay! <laughs> Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy that I get the chance to be part of one of your first episodes of this new podcast. Yes. As I said, you are many things and I admire you most because you're a maker's woman. You have ideas and you implement them. You walk the talk and you're not just talking about ideas, you just do them. So today we want to find out how you became the woman you are today, how you became your own boss and yeah, how did you do it? Maybe I can start a little bit at the beginning, like a few years ago. I was working as a project manager for an NGO, but I was working in an area where I had a lot of contact with different startups, also social startups, people that were working on their own, people that were founders. Mm -hmm. And I always noticed that I myself also had this desire in me and this dream since I was younger that I really wanted to work on my own and that I wanted to have more freedom and be able to implement the projects that I dream about and create new ideas not every day but <laughs> maybe every month like you already said I'm multi-passionate so I have a lot of different ideas and when I worked for someone else or for like companies I never really had the chance to use all my different I don't want to say talents, but all my different interests and all my different skills that I have. So that was kind of the start where I had the idea to work on my own and create my own business one day. But that was some years ago. Since then, I was really on a journey. Okay. So when was day X, the day you became your own boss? I always had a little side business since I was like 16 or 17 okay. to be able to do little uh, things on the side, but it was never really that I told people about it and I never had a website and all these kind of things. So actually before we met, I made the decision that I want to work on my own. And that's also when I created my website, I think that was like maybe around two years ago, a little bit longer, I guess. I'm not so sure exactly. I cannot tell you the exact date, but since then I'm yeah working for myself. And now I'm more actively also not only 
exchanging hours for money, but also creating my own online business and courses that are scalable and implementing more ideas that can also live without me or where I don't have to put in so many hours every week so I can create new ideas and new projects. Okay, nice. So doing so many things, what would you say is your mission, like mission statement, your why, why are you here with all your different projects? That's a great question. I thought about that recently and I think It's very different to teach, like to give a lecture or to teach a certain topic and to have an online course and help women with their own personal development and creating a life that they really dream about. But I think my why is that I would just like to inspire people to make the most out of their chances, mm -hmm. no matter in which area or where they are at. And this can even be if they are learning a new language, that they really believe in themselves and really go for it. But this is also the case for women I work with that, are, for example, multi-passionate or highly sensitive. So I think my why combines all my different passions and kind of makes sense no matter how I look at it so it's a little bit underneath everything I would say <laughs> great yeah sounds good you're doing so many different things and now you say you're more or less two years in what would you say were your biggest challenges on this way up until now in the beginning before I started I always had this fear that I couldn't live off of the money that I would make on my mm -hmm. own And this was one of my biggest fears, but now I overcame it because I see that it works out. But I think it's also good to know that this is a process. For me, it wasn't like one day I started and the next day everything was perfect. It's just a journey. And I think it's important to keep this in mind in order to not be too hard on myself. And also one of the challenges is putting myself out there, but also really with the products. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning... I like to go out there with my free stuff. Like I have a podcast, I write a lot of blog articles or now I wrote a book and this is also not very expensive or like an online course or some things that I just offered for free. So this can also be a trap because it's very problematic if you want to make money and you give everything away for free. And if you only promote the things that are for free, and if you don't talk about the other things that you offer as well. So this was one of the biggest challenges for me to overcome this idea of I'm not a good person. Also, it's related, of course, to money mindset in the regard that if you think something is not really worth it in the beginning because you compare yourself to other people who are already working on their own and have a lot of experience mm and do this for years. So I think it's very good to try to stay centered and try to compare yourself to your past self, but not to other people, especially in the beginning. And also now in general, it's not, it's yeah. not very helpful, <laughs> but I know that we tend to do that. So I would say one of the biggest problems was that I was afraid to put myself out there and to actually sell and talk about my products without feeling bad <laughs> or do it at all. And the second thing was that I was afraid that I couldn't make enough money to live. Yeah, to yeah. make a living. Thank you so much for sharing. These are so common fears as an entrepreneur, yeah. as your own boss. And actually, this is the number one question, but can you make money with it? And can you make enough money with it? It's 
all great that you follow your dreams, follow your passions, but in the end, if I can't live from it, this is not working. And this is fully understood. Thank you for sharing. I think, yeah, money mindset is a common problem. Do you think this is very typical for women? Do you think it's also a problem for men you know, who start their business? What do you think? I would say in general, I have the impression that women are a little bit more insecure or have like imposter syndrome. And even if they are successful, think that maybe they don't deserve it or they are not good enough. At least I noticed this with a lot of my clients and also my friends. Also, when it comes to applying for jobs, it's generally the case that men ask for a lot more money and women are more like... I don't want to say shy, but not so upfront about what they want to earn and what their value is. It's not really the worth as a human, of course, but it also comes down to it. Because if you think your work is worth the price X, then you ask for it. And if you're very insecure, then this is a challenge that I also face myself. But mm. I think the good thing about it is that you can actually work on it and you can overcome it. And with time, you just notice how valuable your products or your services are. And then you are also happy to charge a little bit more because you know that it's really, really helpful <clears throat> for your clients. Talking about overcoming it, what would be your key tip your advice for other female entrepreneurs or who want to become female entrepreneurs, how to overcome fears around asking for money. I think since I'm also a mindset coach and you're also a coach, you know this, it's really important to look at the things that you actually believe. What are your beliefs behind that? Why do you think that? Where does it come from? Where does it stem from? Because often it's not something that we think of ourselves but it's more like the environment we live in currently but also the people who surround us and going back also the environment we grew up in like the people that were important in our lives for example our parents what do they think about money and one exercise that is great is to write down money is and then all the things that have come up money was if you do this you can see what kind of beliefs you actually have or had about it. And then often things come up like uh, money during my childhood wasn't there or you're not a good person if you have a lot of money. Rich people are not mm. nice, whatever. So these are just all things that we maybe believe in our head, but that are not necessarily true. So mm -hmm. it's good to question them and to see what is actually true and what is actually also mine and what is something that I believe because I heard it a lot or because other people believe it, but that I actually, if I think about it, don't want to believe anymore. It's not true for myself. So I think it's really good to improve your mindset because it can really feel liberating and really, really nice because you don't have to believe this anymore. And this just lifts also a lot of weight off your shoulders. Yeah. I totally agree. So talking about money beliefs, what would you say is your current money belief? What is money to you now? I think that money is just another form of energy or just giving and exchanging things. Back in the day, we exchanged maybe a bread for a sausage or whatever we created. And now we don't exchange directly anymore. Yeah. And we just use money instead. And this is just how it works. 
So if something is worth more for more people, then you can charge more money for it. And this is just what I think. So there's a lot of talk about money, but money in itself isn't good or bad. It's just a way of paying or exchanging goods and services. So it's really good to read about it and talk with other people about it, change your mindset about it to be able to see money more neutral or mm -hmm. even positive. And now I would even say I love money. I, said, yes. I, I think it's nothing wrong with that. And you can actually say that. 100%. I'm totally with you. Money is just a form of energy and it's there to exchange. Whatever you give, you receive. Money does make the world go round. So we all need it. And it's just fair that everyone gets it. Thank you so much for sharing your views on money and money mindset, a huge topic in entrepreneurship. And just maybe my two cents about it. It's one thing how we grew up around money and how we believe what it is and maybe what it's not. But also now in the end, if you think about energy exchange, right? Like there's still sometimes a problem, at least with my clients, that they don't believe they're worth it. It's also all about self-worth and self-esteem. How much can I ask for my services? How much is my hour worth? Do I know enough? Am I better than others to actually charge for it? Right? These are just yeah. common questions. But in the end, it's good to think about it. And once you become an expert in a field, or you can help someone with your experience. If you're one step ahead or two, you can already help. And once you can help, you can also charge. That's the law. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Besides your biggest challenges, I would like to know in the last two years, what is your biggest learning? I think my biggest learning is that if you have like a vision or something that you want to do and you go a few steps, you forgot where you started and you kind of think this is normal where I'm at now and now I can do the next step. So in the end, my biggest learning is that there's actually always a lot more possible than you might think. Because for example, I always wanted to publish a book and then in the first year I published a book as a self-publisher. And then this year, just recently, I published a book with the publishing house and now I also see a lot of other things that are possible for me for example I always wanted to give a retreat now might not be the best time but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe surely. next year and and I think before I even published a book I thought oh this is way too big of a project for me I would only consider doing this for someone else or for some company then I could definitely do it but mm -hmm. if it would be for myself then I wasn't so sure about it and now I actually see that a lot more is possible that you just have to start the journey because some things you also only learn along the way because if you just sit back and try to plan everything and you don't make the experiences that actually help you grow and get better and for that you just have to do something and then you create a bigger and bigger version I would say so this is one of my learnings because I would never have thought that this is possible for me <laughs> you're right this is such a big thing and congratulations again she just published as she said her second <laughs> book and it is also for highly sensitive multi-passionate people or women I think I guess for everyone who's highly sensitive and multi-passionate right ich kann viel und das ist auch gut so uh, so it's a German book so for whoever is German here listening to this podcast go and grab it I already read it and love it so as a multi-passionate person myself, it really helped me to see certain things clearer and to navigate the life as a multi-passionate person. But that to the side, I really like what you said. 
just going for it, having a vision, going for it and get going, taking action. And along the way, it will change again, right? Like your goals will change. There will be new goals. But by each step, you learn more and more about yourself. But also maybe with each milestone or each accomplishment, you kind of get the confidence to go for a bigger goal, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also a lot about the confidence, like you said before, but to grow this confidence, you have to put yourself out there and do something because only then you can make positive experiences, especially if you had some negative experiences in a similar setting before. So you can only change this narrative if you actually start taking action because otherwise you will always have these beliefs that hold you back. 100%. And that's actually one of the things that I admire about you most. We talk and then you say like, I want to write a book. And I said, okay, great. Like I'm always excited for new endeavors, right? And then you just go for it, you know? And I love it the way you just do it and keep doing many great things to help people grow. So talking about so many great things that you're doing, like we said it, you're an author, you're a coach, you coach one-on-one, but you also create online courses where you coach groups right and you also publish your podcast every second week and you write blog articles and you're a lecturer okay you're human how do you do this how is that even possible so maybe you can yeah. share a little bit it's funny you that you asked because i just put the new module online for my online course where we also have this topic this week a little bit of project management but also keeping your focus which mm-hmm. i think is very important as a multi-passionate person And also how to balance your energy level. If you're really sensitive or like if you're just a normal person, you need also breaks and you have to take care of yourselves to not have too many appointments with people at the same day. So I think the most important thing is to have some kind of vision that is actually also big enough so that you really want to thrive for it and you're motivated by it but it's not around the corner it can be really big and then when I look at my vision I try to think of goals that I actually want to achieve this year for example it was actually last year I wanted to publish the second book but now I did it at the beginning of this year that that was for example a goal And then I think it's important to always see what is my monthly goal and break it down into the different weeks. You probably heard of this, but what I think is important is also to check daily what are, for example, my three biggest priorities or what is my biggest priority that I want to achieve today and getting in the mindset of it like who do I have to serve with it is there someone else that is involved do I have to keep any promises why is this important to me and think about these kind of things in order to be also motivated to deliver high quality work because if you work on your own I think it's very important to set you up for a good work week and a good work day because there's no one that is actually checking on you so you have to do that yourself and what I also do is every day and every month I go back to the goals that I set for the month and I check if I actually reach them I write down something like what I'm looking forward to this month like what I'm excited about what I'm happy about but also what I should focus on I don't write 20 things but maybe like one or two or three and then after the the month I go back and check how that was going how did I feel this month is for example one of the questions that I answer what was my favorite moment this month and also 
how did it work out regarding my goals that I set? And then if I didn't reach it, if I walked a few steps in the right direction, I am also happy about that and I celebrate it. But then I also keep it as a goal maybe for the next month. Okay. So I, th I think it's really important to organize yourself, especially if you have like three areas that you work in and three passions like I do. And then, for example, this month, I focus more on working as a coach and creating my online course. And next month, I want to work on a new book idea. But mm -hmm. in order to have time for that, I also have to allocate maybe more time for this month for other projects, because you always have to see how you can actually do it, because you also need to take care of yourself and take breaks. 100%. Yeah. Just a question as a multi-passionate person myself, yeah. just to see how you do it. If you're multi-passionate, you have many, many ideas, right? And maybe also many, many goals because there's so many things you want to do at once. But then again, the day has only 24 hours a day. So how do you make sure you have realistic goals? Or what is your experience? Can you finish all the goals you set per month or maybe at the beginning when you started out? You had a much longer list that you then you could actually accomplish. How was it for you? I think it's oh. good to have some kind of mastermind like we do or some kind of exchange with someone else to get feedback and another perspective because it can be a challenge that because you think you want to do so many things and you don't have enough time and you don't know how to fit everything in your schedule that you just overload yourself. So it's good to get another perspective of someone else that actually says, no, I think this is really a lot that you're already doing. And I think you can be proud of yourself that you accomplished a b and c for example but i also think it's a little bit a process because if you check in with yourself regularly and also with how you actually feel how you're really doing mm -hmm. and be honest with yourself then you also notice when you're tired or when it's just getting a little bit too much and when you have too much on your plate and then you can kind of try to navigate a little bit in another direction and maybe drop a few projects or postpone them or structure your week or your day different. So I think it's good to constantly check in with other people and with yourself and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So I just recap. It's very important to plan ahead, especially if you have multiple passions, then it's like maybe three areas or four areas. I understand you have something like a schedule like yeah. where you kind of have time blocks where you work on different things and you yeah. also always regularly check in and review and be honest with yourself what's working what's not how am I feeling yeah. about it how am I doing yeah. very good like how many hours do you work per week because you also mentioned that you take care of yourself as a highly sensitive person to have enough energy how many hours do you work Week. I would say I work probably like a normal person 40 hours a week or maybe a little bit more. It depends on how busy I am. But I think the difference is that I can always take breaks, take a walk, and I don't have to do that. So mm -hmm. if I don't feel good, then I just don't work that much that day if I can. Normally I can, I can always postpone meetings or do something else. And as a multi-passionate person, maybe you also experienced this, Michelle, you normally 
only of periods where you're so passionate that you have a lot of energy and you're so focused that you can also achieve a lot of things in a very short time. And then there are maybe also times when you just need a break and you need to regain your strength and go a little bit inwards and to also be creative again after this period. So I think it always comes and goes. It's a little bit like in waves like life is right like it also comes in waves and then you have the good times and the bad times and also in terms of energy right and that's true if you're very passionate as you are as i'm also <laughs> you have these really passionate energy bursts where you just walk through yeah. and power through and then yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing this yeah. just to add something i could maybe work less hours but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that i want to because i actually also want to work on different projects so for me it's not a bad thing if i think about work it's a lot of times actually fun and then i also try to be effective when i work so that i can also have free time because if i try to cluster for example activities that are similar like marketing activities Or if I think about focus times, so I try to have a day where I have a lot of meetings and then a day where I can really work on my own and also have more time for longer activities and tasks that are maybe important in the long term, because otherwise I don't get around to it because I can never dive deep if I know I have the next appointment in 15 minutes. So I think this is also important to know that to me, it doesn't feel like work all the time. Very good. Yeah, that's a very good tip. Thank you for sharing. So on your journey, like now two years in and doing so many great things, and you just mentioned that it's very important to have a vision that is big enough. It just made me curious. What is your vision for yourself? Mm. That's a really difficult question. <laughs> I just wrote down where I could see myself in three years, but I honestly, for me, it also always changes along the way. But mm. some things that I'm not doing right now that I want would like to do is to maybe also offer retreats because I really love to travel and to experience different cultures. And I would just like to offer like a holistic experience where you have focus time for yourself and where it's more compressed than during the everyday life, which is also really great to have an ongoing course or coaching program or like a one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. But I think this is something special that can be a little bit working on yourself, but also some kind of vacation for yourself and me time and really, really nice community of women. This is kind of what I imagine with really good weather and lovely food and, you know, um, yeah. This is something that I would like to do. And then there are so many ways of inspiring people, which is my mission, to make the most out of their lives or their chances and their possibilities. So I would definitely like to write more books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is always on my list. And I have several things that I can imagine but uh, as a multi-passionate person there are like maybe five wishes and then I have to see how I can actually bring them together and make it work so these are not my biggest biggest vision but the not so far in the future vision I would say mm -hmm. some things that I would like to do yeah great talking about your multi-passionist like personality I don't know like the, like yeah. you know like the way you are the way you live I don't know how it was for you, but years back, I always thought I need to do one thing, one job, one, you know, yeah. 
one business, that's the right way to do, right? Like, because they always say, focus on one thing, focus to be successful, niche down. Everyone mm. is saying you have to be very clear on what you want. And this is something I totally struggled with on my way because I was tr always trying to squeeze me in one thing, but then I kind of felt incomplete. You know, I said, no, I have so many different things and I can't stay with one thing only. Was it the same for you or not? If it was, what helped you? Yeah, so um, I felt a little bit the same. I thought always that I just have to look more and try more things out. And I just maybe haven't found the one thing like everybody mm -hmm. else or a lot of other people. Maybe if I try this or that, then this will be the one thing that makes all my dreams come true and where I can implement all my skills. But I think it's also good to not have the pressure of having to decide. Now I don't think that I have to decide and I just do what I want because if you work for yourself, you can create your own projects and your own things. If I create a project, it will be kind of like you said, I have to niche down a little bit of course, but I can do that. And then I can do another project or another product that is in a very different niche and a very different offer if I want to. Maybe I would be more successful if I would niche down and only do one thing. But for me, it's out of the question because it's not all about being successful and making money. It's also about being happy. And I want to create a life where I can live creatively and bring a lot of projects that I have in my head. I want to bring them to life and actually see them and so this makes me a lot happier than working for only one project or one type of person or one type of company so I think honestly I <laughs> I don't really have the choice mm -hmm. I see that it has not only advantages but for me it's okay to accept that because it just makes me very happy and I feel a lot more fulfilled mm -hmm. if I live and work this way yes yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I fully agree. So you feel more fulfilled and happy if you can follow all your passions, right? And don't have to choose, yeah. refuse yeah. to choose, so to speak. Yeah, nice. So on your journey, what would you say were your like top three resources, you know, courses, books, people, you know, that helped you on your way? Like, yeah, what are your top three? that help you most? That's really a difficult question for me to answer right now. <laughs> Because as you probably oh. know, I read a lot of books. Um, okay, then maybe yeah. different. Re let's rephrase. What is the best advice you've ever received in the last two years or maybe even before, before you became Yeah, that's, that's easier to <laughs> answer. I think it's really crucial to not think that you have to do everything on your own. Mm -hmm. For example, in the beginning, you maybe you remember, I created my own website and I never created a website before. So it took me a lot of time. I mean, I was interested in it and it was good to learn some skills along the way, but it also didn't look so good. So this year I hired a web designer and I was so thankful for her work because it was really fun to work with her and she was really good at it and it's just so 
so nice to also work with other people that you hire that do some tasks for you that you're not so good at and also the exchange with other people like with you but also in other groups or programs that I joined myself is some something that I think is very very important because in the beginning I also thought I have to do this on my own I know I'm capable of I worked as a project manager I organized festivals and other events so I can organize anything I have to do this on my own why does it not work out I am a mindset coach I have to work on my mindset on my own I cannot accept help Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think it's really good to um, not think like that, like I did in the beginning, and to see that it's really good to ask for help and get help if you need it. And it's also more fun to be on the journey with other people or other women that are also working on their own because you can learn from each other's experiences. And yeah, it's just a very nice way also of gaining new knowledge and insights, I think. 100 percent yeah so you don't have to do it all alone right maybe play more on your strength than the stuff that you maybe not so good at or what are not your talents you can also seek help from someone else or outside and the other one is exchange and connect with other people like-minded people who want similar things in life and have similar goals to exchange and grow feedback connect belong yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think especially if you're a solopreneur, a solo fempreneur on your way, it's I think that's also one of the biggest challenges I face is being by yourself. Depending on what yeah. you did before, maybe you studied before, maybe you worked already before in an office and corporate or somewhere totally different. And then all of a sudden you go your own way, being 100% by yourself. And of course you're motivated if you want to become your own boss, but then there are days, good days and bad days. It's very hard push through and stay motivated if you are having bad days so I totally agree it's always very important to connect and reach out yes. and exchange yeah very good I think we're slowly coming to an end for our interview today and yeah maybe one last question if you had one advice to all women out there who think about starting their own business or becoming their own boss, but are hesitant or maybe afraid to go for it, what would you tell them? If you had one advice you could tell them. I would tell everyone that might be listening that you can do it, that you can slowly, step by step, believe more and more in yourself and see what you're actually capable of. And that it's not so difficult as you might think. In German, we have the saying, everybody cooks only with water. <laughs> and after some time, you realize that everybody that you admire right now, actually, they also started where you're at right now. It wasn't always like that. And maybe you can even go back, scroll back, look at the Instagram feed of how they started. Or you can find an old video just to see that it's not difficult and that you can also do it. Because like I said earlier, you learn a lot of things along the way and you get better and better. It's just very important to get moving. Maybe at first you can also act as if you believe in yourself and then this will actually become reality. Because I think it's really important to start before you're ready. 
also with a podcast or with everything else that you do, you cannot always wait until you're fully ready because maybe you'll never feel that way. So start before you're ready and then take steps and join maybe a community and get some help along the way. And then I'm sure you can also do it because if I can do things like that or Michelle can, then I think Yay. honestly everybody can that wants to. Yeah. Yay! Thank you so much. I fully, fully agree. You can do it too. Everyone can do it. And yeah, start yeah. before you're ready. I really like this advice because it's actually always what you tell me because I tend to be a little perfectionistic about many things and I always want to have it, you know, yeah, right before I start. And you always say, just start already. You'll be doing fine. So I really like that advice. And I believe our listeners today will love it too. I thank you so much, Jacqueline, for joining today and sharing your experience and wisdom from your entrepreneur's journey of turning your passion or passions, in your case, into a business you love. And yeah, for everyone who wants to find out more about Jacqueline and her work, I will link her website below in the description and also the link to her book for all the German readers out there. can highly recommend it. Yeah, thank you so much and see you soon. Thank you so much for having me and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like this episode, let me know by subscribing to Your Soulbiz Podcast and leaving me a review on iTunes or Spotify. This way I can keep the good stuff coming. If you don't follow me on Instagram yet, connect with me at Michelle Pine for more inspirations and insights. I would love to hear from you. So leave me a comment on the latest post with your biggest takeaway from today's episode. And before you leave, remember, the world needs you to be you and share your unique gifts. Go out, shine bright and create a life you love.